Welcome this morning. I hope you're ready to receive God's word. Amen. Amen. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank uh, the elders and the pastors, especially for giving me the opportunity to stand before you. I really honor you for, for that and appreciate that. Uh, obviously, I always say um, the person who makes me look good and sound good and intelligent is my wife, Esther. Uh, just in case you don't know, I call her the small dynamite. She makes everything happen in my life. So whatever you see is Esther. Amen. She prays for me. She feeds me. She does everything. Amen. The Bible says that you find the a wife finds a good thing. Amen. And I'm sure Sean will agree with me. <laughs> yeah, and I have a good thing there, amen. All right, so I'm just going to talk to you about um, uh, fasting this morning. And I believe that God is going to um, speak to you even as I speak. My role is to bring the word of the Lord to you, and then he will confirm his word. It's not my role to change, it's God and the Holy Spirit within you will change. Amen. Let's just get that out of the way. And Pastor O'Neill said um, that I live and breathe fasting. Fasting is actually for the weak. Because you recognize that you don't have the strength to go through life. The reason why I fast is because I'm weak in many things. The reason why I pray is because I'm weak. So it's not for the mighty and strong, it's for the weak. If you feel a bit weak this morning, because the Bible says that when we are weak, then he's strong. So there's no, there's no need for you to apologize being weak. There are certain things that you cannot do by yourself, but by the Spirit. The reason why I pray and fast is because I'm weak in many areas. I have lots of weaknesses. But I draw from the power that is on high, from the power of heaven, to be able to conquer the things that I cannot do myself. Amen. So that, that makes all of us a candidate for a fast, amen, unless they are the strong and mighty here. They might be some, but not myself. All right, so I'll just take some time just to go through some uh, knowledge. It's good to have some knowledge, amen. So I'll spend some time just walking you through some uh, knowledge here. So what is fasting? I would have asked uh, a few people to define what fasting was, but very briefly, fasting is, uh, is defined as abstinence from all or some food or drink for a set period of time. There are many different types of fasting. Uh, you can fast just um, on water, uh, cold water fasting. You can fast on juice fruit juice and vegetable juice. Uh, you can have intermittent fasting, whereby you do a few days, uh, and then go back to your normal routine, a few days go back to your normal routine. And then there's what they call partial fast, and I'll talk about that, where you take away some food, uh, you can just say, I'm not going to do coffee. That's a partial fast. I started with the toughest, right? Okay, you can just say I'm going to fast vegetables. <laughs> and then there's what they call a calorie restriction, where you restrict the amount of calorie that you have. So there are different types of fast. 
Uh, and this word is used both in uh, biblical terms and uh, also in the normal uh, 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 physical terms. How many of you know that the Muslims actually fast? Do you know the reason why they fast? Because what fasting does is it opens your heart and your mind to the spiritual realm, both the light and the darkness. Regardless of religion, when you fast, it opens yourself to some spiritual realm. And the reason why there's so much difficult during that month of Ramadan is because they are accessing the power of darkness. I hope you're getting some knowledge and wisdom and revelation this morning. So fasting opens yourself to the spiritual realm because you're quieting, quietening your body. Therefore, your spirit is receptive and sensitive to attract the frequency that comes from the spiritual realm, regardless of whether it's biblical fast or the, 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 any other fast. And there are many people who do that. Biblical fasting is your willingness to deny yourself of food for a spiritual purpose and to have a meaningful relationship or encounter with God. That's biblical fasting. So therefore, fasting is not about restricting, uh, denying yourself or dieting, but it's about your connection to God. The, the objective of fasting is not for you to be hungry and feel depressed and strain yourself and, 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 and struggle through the coffee, the craving of coffee. That's not the objective. The objective is to connect with God. That's the first thing. If you don't get anything this morning, I want you to go with that. That fasting is, the objective of fasting is to connect with God and, his, and the spiritual realm. Amen. Amen. I want you to take that. Uh, there are also very tangible ways of uh, actually uh, fasting, tangible benefits. I was reading a story uh, as I was um, just researching. There's a, a hospital in, I think, the, uh, in uh, Switzerland, in the Alpine uh, Alps, where people just go there to fast. You have doctors and nurses for healing. So you just go there, you go through a routine, you take water, you drink, you sleep, you rest, and then by the end of it, you come up actually healed. So actually fasting in its natural form, there are also benefits that come with. And there are diseases scientifically proved by the way, this is not some theory, that there are diseases that can actually be improved by, uh, by fasting, like blood sugar control, heart uh, health, brain function, cancer uh, prevention. So they are, these are scientifically proven, but you can go and research uh, on Google. These work, and people have tried it. They've both tried it on human beings and on uh, like some animals. So these are scientific facts, that fasting actually helps you, um, and I won't go through the details of how, but helps you get some healing. So if you're feeling like some weakness in your body, I can assure you that as we go through this season of fasting, those things will go. There are tumors, there are um, inflammations inside you that can actually just be suppressed by fasting, by taking what, and I'll talk about fasting just now. The only way we can experience God's presence and His spiritual realm is through the faith. What fasting does is 
it actually gives us access to faith. It connects you. When you connect to God, your faith increases. And there's power that will be drawn out of it. And I will give you some examples of that. And Pastor was talking about uh, putting first things first. The Bible actually says that, uh, that but seek ye, and Pastor shared this last, last week, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Ask yourself, what is the kingdom of God? Do you know what the kingdom of God is? The Bible says that for the, the kingdom of God is not a matter of what you eat or drink, but living a life of goodness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if you want to seek the, the, if you want to seek the kingdom of God, you need to seek righteousness. It's not just about eat and drink. I'll just go then to talk about why we're doing this as a body. Um, it's not that um, Pastor just dreamt, Pastor Arnell and Pastor Arnell dreamt and said, okay, let's do this. There's significance on why we are doing it. Why corporate fast? And I'll give you some examples why we're doing it. So that's not a religious activity. It's biblically founded, and there's a very specific reason why we want to do this as a body. And I want you to connect with this. Don't lose out. It's the opportunity to connect with it. So I'll just give you some examples of why corporate fast. Um, in Joel, and uh, just go through some scriptures. In Joel 2, 15 to 16, uh, the Bible says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and those that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth for his chamber and the bride out of the closet. So this was um, a fast that was called really to, um, for purposes of repentance. It was time for repentance um, uh, and Joe called a fast for all, you can see it's all categories. And this, this, uh, these people are being suppressed uh, and they are strayed away from God. So basically the prophet was calling them back uh, to Jesus Christ or to the Lord. Therefore, we, can, we are calling this fast to draw ourselves back to God. Amen. Back to repentance. There will be a lot of repentance through this season and we will be drawing and reconnecting back to God. The next one there is in Chronicles where uh, obviously Joseph had, um, was told that there was an attack that was imminent. There was war that was coming and he wanted to understand uh, the mind of God. It says, um, obviously Joseph had alarmed, resolved, uh, Joseph had resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. How many of you know that we're in a serious war? There was just some social media uh, uh, thing going around where actually the government wants to pass uh, um, sex education uh, acts. That is serious war. If you don't realize it, if you think it's just some... Um, Camouflage. It's serious war. The enemy is all out. 
And that's why we are calling upon us to come and tarry in his presence and seek the mind of God so that we can respond not in our physical means, but through God's eyes. And God will give us that wisdom. And if you look at that specific story in Second Chronicles 20, uh, 3 to 4, God actually gave them and they overcame the enemy, gave them the means. The last one is uh, in uh, Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah 1, why a corporate fast. Uh, the Bible says that they say to me, things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They, they, they are in a great trouble, they are in a great trouble and distress. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates, the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the Lord. This was Nehemiah planning for a rebuild of the wall. And before he started the rebuilding and the restoration of the walls, he actually went through a time of prayer and fasting to seek the Lord for direction. So we believe that the reason why we are doing this as Frontline Church is to seek the Lord for direction throughout this year. The way God works is that he gives you revelation in part. He's given us big vision there, but he's unveiling that vision every time. And the only way you'll be able to know, because if we just know uh, our, our vision there and leave it there, we'll not, we'll not uh, it's kind of like an onion. You have to peel it one, one cover at a time. So the reason why we are calling for a fast at the beginning of this year is actually to seek for God's direction and clarity on what we need to do. And our pastors have already gone ahead to obviously seek the Lord, but God will not give them the whole picture. He will give them piece by piece and will give us to connect with that vision also piece by piece. The only way we can understand that is when we inquire of him. So there will be a lot of inquiry. So really, those are three examples where they call for a corporate fast. If you're doubting in your mind why we're calling, there are quite a number of good reasons why we're calling us on, uh, to be on this fast. Amen. Are we all comfortable that it is a good thing for us to do this? Amen. So let's just look quickly uh, on how not to and how to fast. Now we've shared this. Uh, but in um, Matthew 6, I, I, I always say Matthew 6 is the template for Christian living. Uh, uh, I've said that many times. So Matthew 6, uh, from 16 to 18, says, When you fast, do not let, let it be obvious. And the reason why I'm sharing this is for us to understand um, what not to do and what to do while you fast. It's to help you go through the process. Amen. Uh, when you fast, do not let it be obvious, but instead wash your face and groom yourself and release and realize that your father in the secret place is the one who's watching over you, over, over, over all that you do in the secret and will continue to reward you openly. And then it says, when you fast, do not look like those who pretend to be spiritual. They want everyone to know they are fasting. So they, they appear in public looking miserable, gloomy, and disabled. Believe me, they already have received their reward. So don't be like those. Don't be like 
come so pale and say, oh, shame is fasting. Looking for sympathy. Make sure you look your best. Pastor Ryan says you must groom yourself. Look your best. Put on your suit. When I'm fasting is when I'm the smartest. So you can't see. So it's very good for us to uh, not to show the world. Because remember the reason, the first thing I said is, the reason why we fast is to connect with God. It's not about the physical. It's not about showing off to say, hey, I've fasted 40, 40 days. If you do that, you've already received your reward. So it's for us to connect with God. Amen. So please, uh, what, then Isaiah, I'll just take another example. Isaiah uh, 58 from 3 to 7 it says, We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? You have been ver- we have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fast will never get you anywhere with me. And that's the Lord. You, hum, hum, you humble yourself by, 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 go, by going through the motion of penis, bowing your head like, like, like reeds breathing in the wind, sorry, bending in the wind. You dress up in balap and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think that this will please the Lord? No. This kind of fasting, this is the, no, this is, this is the kind of fasting I want. And then they give us the kind of fasting. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. So it clearly describes uh, in very plain language how we should fast. My encouragement to you that through this season, I encourage you to Look out for the homeless. Look out for the hungry. Because remember, you're not intaking food, so you have capacity, by all means. If you're living your normal life, you would have fed yourself, right? So there's that food. You can't, you can't say that you don't have money for food when you should have actually eaten. So because this, during this fast, that money that you'd have used for yourself, look out for the homeless. Look out for the hungry. Your workers at home, because you're fasting, you're going to remove a lot of routine, and, and I will talk about that in a minute, in your, in your day-to-day. So lighten their burden. Give them a break. They're not going to cook. There's little that you're going to do. So if you have workers at home, allow them some break. Give them some break for free, not their leave. Give them a break for free. Amen. This is what the Word of God is saying. It's not me. I know most of you are looking at me with this disbelief, but this is what the Word of God is saying. So I'm just giving you some practical ways of actually doing it. So when you, as you go, you'll get tremendous blessing through this season of fasting. If you put these things in practice, the Bible says the, it's not the listeners, but the doers of the Word. 
if you practically use these examples that I'm giving you, you will be blessed tremendously. Amen. Are we all comfortable? That we know how to fast and how not to fast. All right. Are we good? Uh, fantastic. You're a very good audience. All right, so I'll just take some examples, uh, very quickly some examples of fasting, uh, obviously uh, biblical examples of fasting, additional biblical examples, three or four, then we'll go to the main one that I want to touch. Uh, the Esther fast, we're all familiar with Esther's story. We all think that the way Esther actually conquered the king was by her beauty. She realized that the beauty wouldn't even have done it. So Esther went, uh, called for a fast, called Mordecai and all the Jews to fast to save the, the, the people of Israel. Uh, it says in Esther 4.16 that go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, nights, nights or day. My maids and I will, will do the same. And then Though it is against the law, I will go and see the king. And if I must die, I must die. So this was Esther. How many of you know that we are the Esthers and Josephs of this generation? The things that I was talking about of confronting this sex education introduction, that is real uh, operation. The enemy wants to oppress us. I can tell you that you, if you go in your flesh and think that you're going to conquer this, you're mistaken. The law will go against you. Because the guys who sit there and pass those laws, they've already kind of configured themselves to do this. But we can reverse this the same way Esther did it. Because God will expose them. God will expose them the way he exposed how Mordecai wanted to kill the Jews. Amen. So when we go, as we go through this season, these are some of the things that we'll focus on. The, the, the things, the oppressions that we feel, the corruption that we feel. We can't address those things by our physical means because they are spiritually founded. There's nothing that happens in the physical before it's established in the spirit. Believe it or not. So all these things that we're seeing, it's established in the spirit and then it manifests in the physical. So we have to address it from that angle. Amen. So brace yourself as we go through this season. I don't know about you, but I feel so oppressed when I see some of these things that are going on in the media. It's so pressing. You feel like you're squeezed in a corner as a Christian. But he who is in us is stronger than who is in the world. And we can overcome this. We do not respond in fear. The reason why we are fasting is actually to draw faith. So that we can respond to some of these things in faith, not in fear. You can go and hide under the bed and feel uh, a lot of fear out of this oppression. We will not fear. Because he who is in us is strong. Amen. And then I will just look at Moses. Moses also uh, had a, um, a fast. Moses, uh, Exodus uh, 34, 28 says, Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. In all that time, he ate no bread and drank no water. And the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So we can see, and I'm, I'm giving you some of these examples to see the variation. Esther was three days, Moses was four, uh, four days. Uh, 40 days, sorry. 
And then um, I'll give you the example of Jesus, obviously the Supreme. I've given this one before. Uh, in Luke 4, verse 1 to 2, it says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. So that is Jesus uh, uh, doing the fun. Then the last one is Daniel, which is the one uh, that we've chosen, uh, the 21 days, because you ask yourself why 21 days. Um, we're following a biblical example, and we're using Daniel uh, for this fast. Uh, Daniel 10, 2-4 says, When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time I had eaten no rich food, and notice the word no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips. And I used no fragrance lotion until those three weeks had passed. So that's the Daniel fast, and that's the one that we're choosing. The Daniel fast is a method of uh, spiritual fasting used by millions of Christians throughout uh, the globe. It's a partial fast where some, and I gave you some examples of fasting, where some food are eaten and others are restricted. The fast is most um, often uh, practiced for 21 days, as I said, consecutive days, not 21. Uh, <laughs> that will be another type of fast. If you're going down your fast, it's 21 consecutive days. You can't do stop, start, stop. That one, I, I, I told you that that's... Uh, that one is called uh, intermediate fast, where you fast today, tomorrow you break. <laughs> Maybe it's the, the word dieting, but I mean the word is generically used as, uh, as fasting. So the Daniel fast, the one that we're going to uh, engage on, is the 21 days uh, of fast. And it's a partial uh, fast or full fast. Um, if you're weak like myself and you want to go the full blast, you can, you can go on water and juice. But if you feel like you have a little bit uh, more strength, then you can do the partial fast. Amen. So we're going to use the Daniel fast. What fasting does is it draws power from on high. We're going to be drawing a lot of power. And you can't draw power not connected to the device. We need to connect it to the situations and the problems that we have. Draw the power, absorb the power, and then release it. Use it. So there will be a lot of praying as well during this, this season. We'll be praying and, and, and we'll be sharing that. The pastor will be sharing that just now. And there are certain things in your life that will not go until you pray and fast. I can tell you that. I'm a practical example of that. There will be certain things that, and this is biblical. You remember the story of, uh, of Jesus' disciples failing to cast a demon. And Jesus said, this type will not go unless it's done by prayer and fasting. Because it's a stronger power. It needs a stronger power on her. There are certain things, strongholds in your life that can only go when you fast. That is the reality, whether you want to believe me or not. It's the reality. Amen. And then I just want to say that fasting is not a matter of... Um, it's not a matter of show. It's a matter of obedience. If you don't get anything, this is the second thing I want you to get. That's obedience to the call 
of this ministry, to the call of the leadership, to the call of God in this house that we go through fasting. So it's not going to be who does it best. It's how your willingness to obey what God is calling us to do. So it's a fact of obedience. Don't exclude yourself. Amen. My wife always tells my kids that um, delayed obedience is disobedience. Do not delay the obedience. Get into it. She says that almost every day to the girls. When, when they are slow to, to react. All right, so I just want to, before I, I, I give uh, Pastor Nell to share just on the 21 days, I want to just share some objectives. You need to set objectives for yourself. These are very important. You can write the ones that resonate with you. I've come up with my personal objectives. What am I going to achieve in the 21 days? It's very important for you. One is purpose to position yourself for God to move. That's going to be my objective. I will purpose to position myself for God to move. I will purpose to hear him more. Because during this time of fast, the voice of God will become clearer and clearer. So purpose to dream, purpose to listen to the Holy Spirit. I will purpose to purify myself. And I will purpose to receive healing where there is illness. And to prepare myself for the work of God in this year. That's my third objective. I'll limit myself or suppress the natural to activate the spiritual. So I'll suppress whatever activities, whether it's TV, I'll suppress that during this season. The physical to activate the spiritual. That's also a form of fasting, by the way. You can fast TV. I'll meditate more and spend time in God's word. That's my uh, fifth objective. I'll increase my spiritual capacity and sensitivity and hunger more for God. Amen. I'll instill spiritual discipline to clear my mind and quieten my heart and body. It's amazing how much you receive, uh, how much you'll be able to think and free your mind when you fast. It's so amazing. You become so clever. So it's a quick way of becoming clever. Uh, good health discipline, I will ensure that I have good health discipline and break bad habits or bondages. I'll be more ded- have more dedicated time in prayer and communion. And then lastly, my objective is to show kindness, love, and godly character throughout this season. So those are my objectives. You can set your own objectives. I just gave you that example so that you can, when you're thinking through this thing, let it not just pass. But think through it uh, because you need to set yourself uh, some objectives for the 21 days. And then finally, and this is available online, when we talk Daniel fast, what are the kind of foods that you should eat and those that you should leave out? So I'll just high level, but you can go to www.daniel-fast.com. We'll share this again through the media uh, team for you to have have this. in summary, what should you have? All fruits are accepted and listed there. All vegetables, all whole grains, all nuts and seeds, all legumes, all quality oils, including olive oil and the rest. And then beverages, spring water, distilled water, or other pure waters. I thought I should say that because you may start eating, drinking energy drinks 
So for the beverages, it's very clear. I mean, there are just three that I, that I stated there. It's not Coca-Cola or Pepsi-Cola. It's uh, spring water. So the water, it's, it's clearly listed there. Then what to avoid on Daniel Fast, all meat, animal fish, all dairy products, including milk, cheese, all sweeteners, all leavened bread, all uh, agents, including yeast, baking soda, ETC, all refined and processed food products, including artificial flavoring, uh, all deep fried uh, food, and then this one, <laughs> including potato chips, <laughs> oh dear, and french fries. All solid fat, including uh, shortening, margarine, and beverages, the ones not to take, coffee, tea, carbonated uh, beverages, energy drinks, and alcohol. So those are some examples. Again, obedience is better than sacrifice. The attitude of your heart should be obedience, not, oh my dear, my coffee. Amen. I'll hand over to Pastor Nell. I hope it was good. You learned something? Amen. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you. Everyone excited? I just, uh, I want to share, um, Pastor Ryan and myself were away this week in prayer and fasting. And I tell you what it does is it heightens your sensitivity. Uh, when we left this place of quiet, well, actually it was supposed to be quiet and there was a lot of distractions and the Lord was showing us you've got to learn to quieten yourself in the midst of the chaos because we don't always have the privilege of going into the mountains. And so coming out of that, every sound, we went uh, on our way home for a coffee, every sound seems so loud, but because our sensitivity to the voice of God is heightened. So I want to encourage you when you go into this, the purpose is to draw close to God. Really that we can hear Him. We can hear what His heart is. That as a church, as, an, as individuals, we can strike with precision. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. To strike with precision in what God wants us to do. That there would be effectiveness in our walk with God. And so let's be obedient in this time. Turn off the TV. Put on worship. Take the word of God. Renata was sharing with me last week. She's keeping the Bible open in her house. Every time she walks past, she pauses and she reads the word. Do that over this time. Let us become, you know, when you say no to food, we're going to become hungry for God. So fasting causes us to be hungry for God. So I want to encourage you, as Emmanuel said, don't allow this to become a burden. Let's encourage each other during this time as well. Uh, if you're struggling on a day, message someone close to you, your connect group leader, someone that you're connected to. Say, I'm struggling. I need a bit of prayer. And let's help each other get through this because there's going to be days that are a bit tougher than others. And we're going to press through. We're not going to give up. So on your chair, you received this. I want to thank um, Esther quickly. Esther put so much time in this week just putting all this information together. And this really, church, is just to assist you. As Emmanuel said, come up with your own objectives, um, you know, set your own sort of goals and, and what you're wanting to do during this time. Um, but this is to assist us as a church corporately 
into what are we going to be praying together on a specific day. So you're obviously going to be praying for individual things that the Lord lays on your heart, but you'll see that we've put a calendar together. So it's day one, and you'll see on the top it says sanctification. I'm not going to go through every detail. I just want to run through one of them. We encourage you, the reason we've done it with these titles is, who of you remember last year we felt that it was a year of laying foundation? You guys remember? Many sermons going out, we felt that the vision for 2019 was laying foundations. And we don't want to forget that. We want to ensure now that we start to build on those foundations. So for the first week, we want to revisit certain things and ensure that our foundations are secure, that we've actually taken the words that were preached, um, things that were shared, and that we've applied it to our life to make sure that our foundations are solid before we start to build. And so if you go onto SoundCloud or podcasts, uh, you would be able to find these sermons. We encourage you, when you're driving to work, re-listen to these sermons. Let them speak to you because these are going to be instrumental as to where God is taking us in 2020. So we're not going to just forget them. We're going to revisit. Listen to the sermons. It's sanctification. There was a series on humility, built to hold, the transforming love of God, Holy Spirit ministry, and habitation. So on each day, there'll be a sermon. There's some key scriptures you can pray into. Um, And then we've also given you a name of God that you can pray just so that we become educated in the names of God, how we apply these to our prayer life. So everything is there. And then when you open it up, you'll see day one sanctification. And there's some key points from the different sermons that were preached. This is just to help us. Some people go, um, okay, cutting out the food is one thing. But how do I go deeper in prayer? And we want to try and assist you through this. Take this, not just to read through, but allow God to stir something in your heart to pray into it as the Lord leads, as your sensitivity increases to his voice, you're going to start to pray accurately into what he's asking. And, and you know, I think of the story of Jesus, Emmanuel brought it as, as he fasted. He, uh, there's an interesting part in the scripture. It says, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. We've been led into this fast by the Spirit. But after 40 days, it says he came out with the power of the Holy Spirit. During this time, we're going to be empowered by the Spirit of God to do what he's called us for in 2020. Are you guys excited? There's some faces that look nervous. I don't want anyone to be nervous this morning. If you're not part of a connect group, we're going to be sending things out every day from our church offices. If you're not on our email list or our SMS or you're not part of connect group, please make sure you come and see us after the service so you can also get the things that are being sent to encourage you guys, what we're praying into. And then don't forget, pray on Thursday evening, corporate prayer at 6.30 here at the church. Please join us. Let's stand. Let's just close the service in prayer. Father, we, we thank you that you have led us to this place, God, of where we've, we are willing, God, as your sons and your daughters, to walk in obedience. God, we want our lives to be a living sacrifice. And so, God, as, as we come together corporately, as we endeavor on this 21-day fast, 
God, I speak grace over your people. Grace. Lord, that we would be empowered during this time. I ask God ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Hearts to be tuned to what God is wanting, that we would carry the heartbeat of the Father. Lord, that we would walk in obedience, see your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.